following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Motor City Monday on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented by Impact Power Sports. And speaking of the Motor City, you could win former Lion Lomas Brown's tricked out custom golf cart. Just text IMPACT to 21000. And if you're looking for your own custom golf cart, Yamaha's newest golf cart dealer in Michigan is Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. They service all of Michigan. They have the e-bikes, the quads, the side-by-sides, and all the big boy and big girl power toys. It is a Motor City Monday, presented by Impact Power Sports on the huge show across Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together for another edition of the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer, him and his friend Eric. I invited them out to the Ada Indoor Country Club. We had a huge two-person scramble over the weekend. Joe Preston, who lost an arm and leg in the war, came out. I really wasn't playing the score low. They take a lot of pride that we were 11 over and they were only 4 over. But God forbid that Joe had a great parking spot out front. Brett, when I walked in, said, wow, man, 11 over, two-person scramble, that's pretty bad. And I said, the dude had one leg and one arm. I didn't care about the score. I will say Superfly, after his vacation in the Arizona rattlesnake, a rattlesnake, and they fried rattlesnake after catching them for snacks. He mixed in some golf, too, because they could golf, and then they go look for rattlesnakes, because normally his golf ball's going way right, way left on those desert target courses. He played pretty well. His friend Eric played well, too, but if they want to savor a victory over a guy with one arm and one leg, go ahead. All day. Here, hold on. Let me see if Ada Indoor Country Club has a trophy presentation coming up later for, oh yeah, Brad and Eric for their domination of the huge team with Joe Preston with a prosthetic leg and arm. Okay. 
Sounds like something I'd expect from Hammer and Hank and Keith the Magic Man, not from you and your friend Eric. And Joe Preston, if you're listening, I thought you put up a valiant effort. I'm sorry for when I yelled, it looks like you're playing with one arm and one leg. That's on me. I own that. It was. It's a great place, Ada Indoor Country Club, but that three hours with Superfly, Eric, and Joe Preston may have been the worst three hours ever connected to golf I've had in my life. Forget the pulled muscle I had on my shoulder. Forget that I sprayed myself with cleaning solution before... I went to 8 Indoor Country Club while cleaning up my place, getting the boys back today, so I had my Clorox bleach in my eyes. I couldn't see, but they were more than willing to not even give us mulligans because I'm borderline blind, and Joe Preston has one arm and one leg. But enjoy your four under. Four over, excuse me. You're celebrating four over. Fifteen under won it. Somebody was 15 under it. You can't cheat because you had to play in a twosome against somebody you didn't know. And boy, do I wish I would have played against a twosome I didn't know. <laughs> oh, it is beautiful out there, man. Are you feeling golf? I'm ready to call Matt Golden at Tullymore Golf Resort. Hey, what's up? When you opening? Locally, Nick Lipinski with North Kent and Alpine. I don't know if they're open. It just felt like that walking into work today, now that my vision's back after the cleaning incident prior to simulated golf yesterday, and Joe had his prosthetic on the wrong way, so it was tough to hit a straight shot, but yeah, enjoy, enjoy your four over. Feels like golf, does. Can't wait to hit Tullymore up north for our friends on the ticket. Charlevoix Petoskey to the bridge, 104.7 AM, 1340. You got Agaming up there. You got Dumaglass between Boyne City and Charlevoix. Here in the metro area, I like to hit North Cannon, Alpine. American Dunes will open before you know it. Call your local golf club. I don't know who's open. Did it say 70 tomorrow, Superfly? I'm almost a little toasty here. Joe Preston just sent me a text. Hold on. Told Brett and Eric it was fun and they were gentlemen. I thought your comment on hole seven, you're playing like a guy with one arm and one leg was out of line, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Can I just have a normal experience in anything I do? Can I? And I'm irritated because at the end of, well, we're watching Michigan State. Well, we started watching the end of Purdue and Michigan, and you can just see it coming. Both games, you could see it coming. You could see State wasn't putting away Ohio State, and I'm wondering, okay, did Booker get hurt? Because he started, crowd went nuts. State, defensively, with his length, they're up 10, what, at halftime, right? Something like that. And he checks out early in the second half, and he doesn't come back in. 
And Ohio State hits the three with, you know, like no time left on the clock. And Izzo called it as bad of a loss as he's had in about eight or ten years. Because you can't lose to Iowa and Ohio State. Bracketology, Jerry Palm still has them as a nine seed just because their metrics are so strong. I, they're on the bubble now. You know, nine, you get into that eight, nine, you're basically on the bubble. But I, I and Joe Presta was saying it too, I didn't understand why Booker wasn't going back in. And, I, and I've said this all along in their tight games. And I get a lot of people, you know, I had a huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook, they'll say, and I, I'm not talking to Tom off air. I just think when it's a tight game, he's staying with his veteran players because he needs buckets. But Booker's length, his ability to draw defenders out because he's tall at the three-point line, I that was a really good first half. Because State just isn't consistent offensively. Most teams would have been up like 45-22 at halftime. But I thought they were on their way to the win. And Joe Preston, who, with the Preston family out of Grand Ledge, ton of Michigan State fans there, few Wolverine fans, he said it early second half, about the point there's no Booker, they're going to blow this game. And I'm like, no, they'll take care of it. Home crowd, Breslin. And they blew it. They just, uh, their inconsistency, it was there at the start of the season, then after that Baylor win, they had that nice run. And to lose at home to Iowa In Ohio State, I mean, if they're still a nine seed, if they would have won those games, they're probably a six seed right now. They can't afford any more bad losses. Or they're on the verge of not making the tournament. They can't afford any more bad losses. At all. And then Michigan's Michigan. I mean, Juwan can give you his code speak now, which has been discovered the last couple weeks when the heat's on. They can hang with teams. They just get out coached. They get outplayed. It's tough to watch. It is. So we got Kyle Austin, MLive.com, Spartan Insider coming up. We'll get to him. Uh, also on MSU, Anthony Broom on Michigan Hoops, Tim Stout from East Lansing, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, Graham Couch. We have our. Flying Ace Whiskey, huge question of the day. Do you think Michigan State will make the NCAA tournament? You can answer that at 1-866-838-HUGE. More conversation on the Wolverines and Spartans next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Huge here for my good friend Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. 
Now, they're located on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids here on the west side of the state. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha go-to golf cart dealer. Now, if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, the business, the golf club, maybe that second home or the lake, stop by and see Drew and the crew. They can hook you up today at Impact Power Sports. They also have e-bikes, quads, side-by-side, yard toys for the big boys and the big girls. Anything you need when it comes to power, they have it at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. Also, if you want a shot at winning Lois Browns, Lions Golf Cart, a custom-built Lions Golf Cart, text IMPACT to 21000. That's IMPACT to 21000. And you could win Lomas Brown's Lions Golf Cart this summer from IMPACT Power Sports and the Huge Show. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is back from Arizona. I have to be honest, looking at him after losing for only the second time ever in anything related to golf, it's tough. So I'm just staring to the right, not looking at him right out the window. Joe Preston said, I love you, Bill. I do play with prosthetic arm and leg. Superfly's bragging about us being 11 over and them 4 over. Come on. Also want to give a shout out to the MAC. This is a dumb move. They added Massachusetts to their conference. UMass. What? Oh, they think they're going to get the Boston market. Nobody in Boston watches UMass. What I say on the show last Friday, it was just before or after talking to Tony Anise, the Ferris State head football coach, about their D2 number one in America 2024 recruiting class. Grand Rapids, Holland, Muskegon, Kalamazoo is a top 38 TV market in America. 
And if the Mac was smart, they'd court Grand Valley and Ferris to join the Mac. Instead, they go get UMass? Come on. I, you know what? Beyond the Power Four, good luck with some of these other conferences being able to make it. I'm serious. I'm talking in their revenue sports. All right, so Western's playing UMass on a Saturday in Kalamazoo. Anybody going to that game? Or UMass in Mount Pleasant? No. But if you went and got Grand Valley and Ferris and they elevated the D1, how big would that be? But no, see, the Mac's based in a suburb of Ohio, so they really think they're bigger than they are. They are. and The conference doesn't draw a squad outside of a few rivalries. Joanne, listening in Grand Rapids on 96 won the game, I assume, dropped a text. It's obvious, Bill, that you're angry about losing to Brett in golf. I can hear it in your voice. Well, thank you, Joanne. You a mind reader? Yeah, UMass? Come on. And, you know, away from Michigan, Michigan State, and we'll get to Kyle Austin, MLive.com, Spartan Insider, in a moment, and the Big Ten. How about the weekend for the Grand Rapids Griffins? Where Bob Kayser, the voice of the Griffins, and who fills in for Ken Cal and Ken Daniels when they need time off with the Wings. You look at both teams right now, they're on a magical run. I mean, are you kidding me? Well, what the Wings did? So, Chris Chelios' day and putting his number up in the rafters at the United Center began the day. While we're on the subject of great ones from that era, I got to include them. This guy will go down as the greatest American-born player. Kaner, Patrick Kane, unbelievable. That jersey looks kind of funny, Kane. It'll big grow on you. And don't worry, it'll work out in the end. You'll be standing here same as me. But just be careful. Don't go stealing my thunder today, okay? I got money on the board to shut mm. you down. Well, I guess Chelios lost because in the end... It was Kane to force overtime, and then, I'm telling you, when I play the Bally Sports Detroit and also the Wings Radio Network final calls, a historic regular season moment based on timing, what Shelly just said, and the Wings who are playing great hockey.
in appreciation of the old and the new Patrick Kane behind Chris Chelios the star of the day and Patrick Kane will be the last one off the ice as he's going to acknowledge that this crowd he's he'll let the guys go first you can see how happy they are for him Patrick Kane again now he can do his lap You know, it's interesting. That game was in Chicago. It's not Detroit. So you got Kane, obviously, one of the heroes all time in Blackhawks history. And the Wings fans always show up in Chicago for road games. Even when I was working down there in the late 90s, early 2000 through 2001. Sports is awesome, man, because you never know what's coming. Jelly joking with Kaner. Hockey guys are great. They just, it's either an S or an ER they put on every name. They do. Like a noble's noobs. You noobs. Hey, how you doing, noobs? I had noobs. Took medicine for 14 days. And then Kane at the end of regulation and then in overtime. And I don't want to forget Ken Cal and Paul Woods, good friends of the show, uh, and their call. At the end. It was just uh, amazing. Connor Bedard out the center ice now. In over the red wing line. Drops it back to Jones out in front. Moves in. Shoots. Save made. Rebound chance. And now the Wings have a break. Here is Patrick Kane. Oh, what drama. Brings it in on a breakaway. Shoots. He scores. Oh, what a win for the Red Wings. On a night they celebrate. Kane, he scores the game-winning goal in overtime. And the Red I'll tell you what, we are blessed in the state of Michigan to have Ken Daniels, Mickey Redman on Bally Sports Detroit calling the TV version of the Wings, and Ken Cal and Paul Woods on the Wings Radio Network. And the Wings now are truly in the playoff hunt, and first place, I went 11 down on Boston right now. Isn't out of the question. And I mentioned Bob Kayser and the Grand Rapids Griffins. Sebastian Cosa had 37 saves yesterday. Support from the penalty killers, as Kayser writes, who denied Milwaukee on five straight power plays over the final 23 minutes. End result, the Grand Rapids Griffins extend their point streak to 15 games, 11-0-2-2. That would include shootouts and overtime And the Milwaukee Admirals came in with a 19-game win streak yesterday in downtown GR. They leave with an L. And Kosa, who's like 6'7", right? 6'6", whatever. The goaltender for the Wings organization. Wings win 4-2. What a great day for hockey. And on the flip side... You could see it coming as my, you know, we're at the Ada Indoor Country Club with Superfly and his friend Eric and my buddy Joe Preston, diehard, lifelong Michigan State fan. He's like, where's Booker? Where's Booker? And then when they started him at the beginning of the game, he's like, watch, they're going to play well. They did strong of a defensive half as they've had all year. And then I don't know why the dude doesn't play more. 
I've given you my impression that when Izzo is chasing points or wanting to put somebody away, it's twofold. It's when a tight game they're chasing points or when they're extending a lead, he wants to put it away and not let them get back in, but they get back in like Ohio State did yesterday and they throw out the miracle heave. Contested three, money, game over. And Izzo said, toughest loss he's dealt with in the last eight to ten years. They're on that bubble now. Any more bad losses, not coupled with great wins, and they'll miss a tournament. They may be, they might have to win a couple games in the Big Ten tournament. Kyle Austin, MLive.com, Spartan Insider, also follows Big Ten basketball, where Zach Eady said he's done. Yeah, he's going to win player of the year two years in a row, be a first round lottery pick, maybe top five. No expectations on him coming back. Purdue, we talked about Michigan. Just they look like a national championship type team. And Kyle, though, let's talk about Michigan State. Uh, Booker, what, what what happened? First half, the dude was, you know, he wasn't perfect, but he really gives them life and things they can't get out of other guys. And then he's on the bench for good. Was he hurt? Is there a reason you're hearing why he didn't come back in? No, he, I mean, he wasn't hurt. Um, I, I just think that. Down the stretch, I mean, he was doing a lot of the offensive stuff well, and, and he gave them more of a boost. Um, I just think Tom Izzo wanted more rebounding, which, you know, other guys can do. Monty Stokel can do better than him. Um, I, I do think there was some kind of nuanced defensive stuff that Booker wasn't doing as well, ball screen defenses, coverages, things like that. And then I just think Tom Izzo was more comfortable having a veteran in there down the stretch. I agree. And people can disagree with that, and, and I'm sure they're going to, but – um, when you're trying to close out a game, I, I just don't think Izzo's comfortable looking at a freshman out there all the time. I know Mati Sissoko has his faults, but Tom Izzo, the way he is, he's going to lean on his veterans late in the game. And obviously everybody's questioning that today, um, and we'll see what they do next time. But that was the rationale. There, was, there wasn't anything wrong with Booker. Um, I thought he earned a little bit more playing time down the stretch, but was not shocked to see Tom Izzo uh, lean on his veterans there at the end of a close game. Yeah, and beginning with some of the noise after the Iowa loss at home, when you lose at home, the fans get more angry because a lot of them are at the game. Uh, And I said, I think Izzo just when he's chasing points, he wants veterans, and when he's looking to close out a game, he wants veterans. And it's kind of similar to what you just said. But Booker does give them something, and and they did – as a team in the first half, play great defense. Uh, but this team has been up and down, you know, preseason number four in the country. Then it looks like the season is going to be a total disaster. Then they get that Baylor unexpected uh, best 40 minutes of basketball all year. They go on a nice run. Uh, they go on the road and win at Penn State, which isn't easy. Win at Michigan, uh, which isn't easy. You can watch Purdue struggle yesterday. And they come home and lose to Iowa and Ohio State, you know, two teams that they should beat at home. Yeah, because I, I agree. The, the, the center stuff is interesting, and, and I get that it's, um, it's controversial and people want to talk about it. But to me, the issue with this team is it's top four players. It's veterans, um, A.J. Hogarth, Tyson Walker, Jaden Akins, and Malik Hall just aren't consistently playing to the level that they need to be um, for Michigan State to do what it needs to do. Because uh, here we're going to be going into March before their next game, and they haven't locked up the NCAA tournament yet. And for a team that started number four in the country in the preseason, that's a pretty shocking place to be. And it shouldn't be this way. Um, I think their schedule is set up well for them to have a really good end of February and avoid all this. But um, dropped 
back-to-back home games for the first time in since 2016, and two games that they should have won and needed to win um, against teams that are in the bottom half of the standings. Um, I thought Iowa came in and played pretty well. Um, and Michigan State could have won, but Iowa at least came in and played well. Um, against Ohio State yesterday, that was the biggest giveaway of a game I've seen them all season. Um, up 12, Ohio State only shot like 37%. I think they were like 3 of 17 from 3, only scored 60 points. I mean, Michigan State really just gave that game away more than um, any other I've seen them. And and to see a, a veteran team, a team that's been in the second week of the NCAA tournament, guys who have played a lot, a lot of games, um, to see them that happen to a team like that is really surprising. Uh, I mean, I think Tyson Walker's wearing down a little bit. AJ Hobart hasn't really been able to take that next step. Um, it's just, it's just not really coming together for this group right now. And as I said it afterwards, uh, you were probably there that, uh, as tough of a loss in the last eight to 10 years as he has experienced that loss yesterday. Yeah, because I mean, he felt like he gave it away and there's, there just wasn't a sense of urgency. You know, you lose the Iowa game and it's a little surprising, but you've got some breathing room. And I think Izzo was hoping to see his team come back and look hungry, look for a team that's, you know, really playing for something and fighting. Um, and instead, it really just kind of collapsed down the stretch. So that was kind of my read between the lines of that comment is I think that he was hoping to really see a response after the Iowa loss. Um, and instead, they, they frankly played worse and, and really kind of have painted themselves into a bit of a corner here late in the season. Yeah, so I mentioned uh, earlier before you came on, Jerry Palm's ragadology at CBS has stayed now down to a nine seed. And I think there is a lot of respect for their schedule and their quality wins still. Uh, but they, they, can't, they can't afford any more ugly losses. And they have to add on a quality win or two. You know, I think my kind of magic number for them, which is a guesstimate, you never really know with the committee and everything, but I think they win two more and they're in. Um, I think everybody's probably chalking at Purdue on Saturday up as a likely loss, but if you can come back and beat Northwestern at home and then beat uh, an Indiana team that's really struggling right now on the road, I think you'll be fine. If you can't get that done, you'll probably have a pretty manageable matchup um, in your first game in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, you win that, and you should be okay. So um, they're not in really dire straits right now, but I, I think they've pretty much exhausted all of their margin for error. Um, they really can't drop right. any more games that they should win. Um, they can't have any more of these upset losses. They've gotten all those. They've had all those that they can have by this point. Boy, to be a fly on the wall at the Michigan State practice today. Mm. Yeah, um, it'll be, I mean, Azor's <laughs> trying to find some, some urgency in these guys. Um, and, you know, he's not seeing it, and I'm not seeing it either. Yeah, and because you are playing for the tournament, you know, Izzo could say, you know what, the young guys want him more. He could, he could try any coaching maneuver he wanted to, but you're still in a position now where, at least according to Braggadology and Jerry Palm, you're a nine seed, which means you are another bad loss from being on the outside looking in, and we'll see what Izzo and his staff can do. Uh, your thoughts on the Big Ten now, adjusted. Uh, obviously, Michigan's not going to any tournament. Uh, how many teams are going to hear their name on Selection Sunday from the Big Ten? You know, I like six right now. Um, you know, Purdue, Illinois, obviously at the top. Wisconsin, you know, had its uh, bad stretch there, but they're still in good shape. 
I think Northwestern and Nebraska are, are probably in good shape to make it. Um, neither of them have a lot of room for error like Michigan State does. Um, but I, I think they, they've got enough done by this point that they're in good shape. And then Michigan State is the last one, and I don't really see anybody beyond that um, besides somebody like in Iowa or Minnesota really making a long in, or a long Big Ten tournament run. So I like those six. Uh, you know, it'll be cool to see Nebraska get back into the tournament under Fred Hoiberg. Uh, Northwestern's always fun when they make it, but you know, not the not the super deep eight nine teams in um, uh, this year. But um, you know, Big Ten doesn't need that anymore. Big Ten needs somebody to go deep, get to the Final Four, and win something. Um, and you know, Purdue obviously looks like it. They'll have to get over there. Um, their big ten, their NCAA tournament struggles, but um, I think they need better teams at the top in the tournament this year than more depth like they've had. Good stuff as always, Kyle. Appreciate the hoops conversation. All right, thanks a lot, Bill. All right, Kyle Austin, MLive.com Spartan, Big Ten basketball insider, joining us on the roast Umber Coffee guest line. Yeah, they can't afford any more. Dog losses, and they're going to have to at least win their opener in the Big Ten tournament. And you have to watch other conferences that you don't get crazy championship week teams rolling through a conference and winning it. Yeah, those Iowa and Ohio State losses, they give them no room. And if they have those W's, they're, they could have got as high as a – a five or six with how crazy college basketball. I mean, if there has been, if there's still a nine seed right now with Jerry Palm after losing their last two home games, that's what will drive Izzo crazy. Because if you get stuck on an eight nine line, you got a one seed in your second game. I've always said I'll never count out a Tom Izzo coach team in March, but you know, if you're eight nine and you got a one seed compared to where you could have been uh, a six eleven seed, right? Then playing, what is it, a three or six? or yeah, Playing possibly a three seed now with a one seed in the second round. But I have to be honest, looking at Michigan State like I look at Michigan, I, I do not see them after these last two games having a great tournament run. He'll get their attention. They should play well to finish. I, I didn't think they'd be on a bracketology line after losing two home games. But they are with Jerry Palm at CBS. And the Big Ten carries some weight, so they sound, as Kyle Austin said, they'd be the last Big Ten team in. Just two painful losses. Because the Breslin is one of the great home court advantages in basketball, college or pro. And the crowd was rocking. They were into it. And you, you know, Hoggard, and you can't just rely on Walker to bail you out every time. And I, the more I, I've been kind of like, uh, not on the bandwagon on Booker, but when I watch him in the first half, he gives them something. Yeah, is he going to play the lockdown defense? He doesn't have a lot of muscle. He's still young, but man, he's athletic. And I think he's more of a scorer than Carr is. But Izzo will figure it out. He doesn't shoot the ball. He doesn't dribble. I, I, I'll i give you my opinion on 
Izzo and this team. I think Tom needs to play a faster-paced tempo up and down the court. Half-court basketball with this team, mm -mm. I think they are better when they're beating Illinois 88-80 than playing 32-22 games at halftime. Or 60-57. I, I don't think his talent matches half-court basketball. They really pushed it on both ends against Baylor. The Illinois game, I thought, was the perfect style of game. Go ahead and run. They got the athletes. Open space. Open floor. That's where your younger guys don't get bottled up. And you're asking them to lock down and play half-court D. Wide open basketball. Yeah, and then you get a lead, you slow it down. I just, in the half-court sets, they're not that good. Why? Because if teams can figure out a way how to slow down Walker, your options offensively are what? Hall? Hoggard? Sissoko? Hmm, no, man. I get the dudes can board. But to me... I look at Izzo and the talent he has, and it's like, get Aikens in the open floor, get Walker in the open floor, get Carr in the open floor, get Booker in the open floor, even Hoggard in the open floor, even Hall in the open floor. I'm not a D1 head coach, but I've played a lot of pickup lunch basketball. <laughs> and you know what, Huge is making sense. He played at lunch. I heard he was a ball hog. <laughs> we do have our flying ace whiskey. Huge question of the day. Do you think Izzo and the Spartans will make the NCAA tournament? You can join in at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line at HUGE Show on Twitter, the HUGE Show. On Facebook, also opted on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Everything HUGE, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. The Food District is now open. There's something for everyone. From Bubba Coo's Burritos to Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen to Guy Fieri's Chicken and Ike's Lovin' Sandwiches. Savor every delicious flavor at the all-new Food District. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan. For the one close to you and to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Save big on fuel with M-Perks. Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your M-Perks fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Ten cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. 
Bill Simonson here for Flying Ace Craft Spirits. You can chart your own course with small batch American-made whiskeys. And also, they're connected to Folds of Honor here in Michigan, providing four scholarships this year through Flying Ace Craft Spirits to the children of men and women injured or killed in combat. Look for Flying Ace Craft Spirits in that small batch American-made whiskeys in different flavors at local stores or ask for it at your local pub, bar, or restaurant. Flying Ace exists at the intersection of independence and precision. They distill fine spirits for mavericks, the adventurous, the cunning, and the bold. You can find out more and also order online if you're 21 and up at flyingaspirits.com or look for it in stores all across Michigan or at your local bar, pub, or restaurant. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is back after a week out in Arizona. Well-deserved. He's a good guy. He's a rattlesnake club. Kent County went out there together. They would golf in the morning, hunt rattlesnakes in the afternoon, and then have cookouts with rattlesnake bites. Kind of like tater tots with rattlesnake in the middle. Good stuff. Good to have you back. I did get A shout-out request from Rob. Hey, could you mention the Michigan High School Athletic Association team champions in Divisions 1 through 4? You bet. You can follow all that info at MHSAA on Twitter, MHSAA.com. Hudson Wrestling. Congrats to Hudson on winning the D4 Team Wrestling Championship for our listeners on 96.5 The Cave uh, down in Adrian. D3 goes to Dundee. I think they might be in the 96.5 The Cave listening area. Seventh consecutive D3 championship for Dundee. How about D2 Lowell? The Red Arrows from the Grand Rapids metro area. 11th straight team Wrestling title, 11 in a row, dynasty in low. They all wrestle. Even the babies wrestle when they're born. They wrestle. 11 in a row, 11 state titles. Congrats to Lowell. And then in D1, Detroit Catholic Central gave Heartland their loan loss of the season. So that's all at MHSA.com, and you'll get the individual finals uh, coming up. At Ford Field, Mark Ewell and his team at the Michigan High School Athletic Association do a stellar job uh, with high school sports, especially the playoffs, man. They, they, they know how to get it done. And a lot of boys' district basketball action starting up. Hockey is are they getting towards the regional or quarterfinal stage. Uh, you can follow all the high school playoffs, all sports, 
at MHSAA.com. Watch live and on demand high school boys and girls playoffs and games. MHSAA.tv at MHSAA on Twitter, where I get a lot of my info, and MHSAA on Facebook. Now, if you miss any of our podcasts, they're free. And we are everywhere, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, Amazon, and more. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts and catch up and listen on your schedule. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Motor City Monday on the huge show across Michigan, presented by Impact Power Sports. And speaking of the Motor City, you could win former Lion Lomas Brown's tricked-out custom golf cart. Just text IMPACT to 21000. And if you're looking for your own custom golf cart, Yamaha's newest golf cart dealer in Michigan is Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. They service all of Michigan. They have the e-bikes, the quads, the side-by-sides, and all the big boy and big girl power toys. It is a Motor City Monday, presented by Impact Power Sports on the huge show across Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1 866 838 HUGE. That's 1 866 838 4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. So, Michigan, it is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free stream weekdays at 3 and also on the iHeart app. Search The Huge Show and you can listen anywhere in the world. Where you get mobile service. In a few moments, Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com will join us. Latest on Michigan spring football and also Juwan Howard and Michigan Hoops. Cellar dweller. Now Juwan's talking about how hard his team plays. Oh, jeez. We'll hear from Broom. Stout from Lansing. From our affiliate, the game, 7.30 a.m., where you hear Stout weekday mornings at 10 a.m. The king of Lansing, this side of Izzo. We also talked about Izzo and the Spartans. I gave my opinion. I think they should play more wide-open basketball, like they did against Illinois, 88-80. I don't like them in the half court. I just don't. And if they're not hitting their threes, it gets really ugly, which you watched yesterday in the second half in that loss to Ohio State. The good thing is, as I mentioned in my opening huge opinion, Jerry Palm's bracketology still has Michigan State as a nine seed. Can't afford any more ugly losses. And the two losses to Iowa and Ohio State at home, 
if they could have finished strong, won a Big Ten tournament game or two, I think they could have played their way as high as a five seed based on their resume and also how crazy college basketball is. Oh, there's talk now, no storm in the court, that now a fan intentionally went after a Duke player. Come on. My Lord. NCAA, it's a joke. It's going out of business anyways. They can't win a lawsuit. They can't. NIL, pay to play, whatever it is. It's amazing that pay to play basically can be there, but everybody and their brother still accusing Harbaugh and Michigan of cheating. Adam Schefter sent out 18 players, you know, that thing Michigan put out a couple weeks ago, 18 players in the combine, and I said, and some nut jobs thought they had to cheat to win it all this year. And people are like, oh, yeah, he's already been convicted of cheating. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's Twitter. Anybody can say anything, and people believe it. Well, I'll get some journalists. Uh, you need to give me credit on Twitter. No, I don't. It's Twitter. Uh, you can't just take a screenshot of my tweet. Uh, show me the rule that says I can. It's Twitter. Oh, and because I said that some jobs accused Harbaugh of cheating, here it comes just like a three-hour tsunami. Guess who's the Michigan homer now? Oh, I don't know. It was a Michigan State homer for Izzo on Friday. What day is it? Hold on. Let me look at the calendar. Oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm a Michigan State homer. My bad on the days. My point was, if you have 18, the most players ever invited to an NFL combine from one team, and you're telling me that with an iPhone from 70 yards away, that what Connor Stallions did that never has been connected to Harbaugh gave Michigan an unfair advantage. Oh, I'm sorry. You must be listening to Ryan Day at Ohio State. So when everything was made public and Connor Stallions or anything connected to him was removed from Michigan football, they just happened to go beat Ohio State, no, excuse me, win at Penn State, win at Maryland, beat Ohio State, beat Iowa, where you just needed a safety to beat Iowa, 2-0, it's game over. Oh, sent Saban into retirement and sent the Washington coach to Alabama and Michigan gets a natty. And some of you are still smoking a big fatty thinking they cheated. <laughs> did we lose did we lose Anthony Broome? Is he getting irritated with you? Was I supposed to go right to him? Don't say that A stands for anal retentive with Anthony Broom. From the Wolverine.com will join us stout coming up in about 20. By the way, speaking of communications, uh, college football's near the adoption of helmet communications for the upcoming season. They tried it during the bowl season.
Yeah, okay. Way to stay up on the times. That's nice. Oh, you're going to do in. You, oh, you're going to be able to call the plays to helmets for a defensive player and an offensive player. That's nice. Hey, way to get modern. What's next? You got to. You got to put wheels on buses? What's going on? Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders. He is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. Uh, seems a little fired up on a Monday here. Yeah, you know, I, I when Adam Schefter said, hey, man, it's eight, you know, he kind of reminded everybody what we knew a couple weeks ago about the 18 Michigan players invited. And I said, yeah, like, Nut jobs who said they had to cheat to win it all, and here comes everybody again. Which, by the way, if you notice, Anthony, since Harbaugh has taken the NFL job, there's not one former player, broadcaster, anybody connected to the NFL who has ever said one peep about all the accusations on Harbaugh at Michigan. Not one. No, I only ever really hear from it on Twitter from, you know, Buckeye six nine six nine or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't. We we just don't hear it from anyone else no. these days. So, um, and like we said, like at some point there'll be some closure on that. I assume a slap on the wrist or, or a price to pay. But you know, that's I think any any talk. You know, all of that talk got sucked out of the building the minute that confetti fell on that team in Houston because it was. Again, it was a that run that they went on those last six games of the year, whatever it was, you know, Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State, Big Ten Championship, college football playoffs. They won their way through it. The only way out of that was to win through it, and and they did. And that doesn't exonerate them if there's a price to pay, but uh, it is interesting because I mean, there's really just nothing more to say about it, really. Yeah, and the NCAA, by the way, which first considered detailed wireless technology as recently as 2015 uh, now reports say they're going to move into the receivers in a helmet usually for you know linebacker calling defensive plays quarterback whatever it is whatever the final judgment is uh, on it and you're asking yourself why did it take so long uh, with the evolution of technology why were they so delayed NFL first tinkered with wireless technology or receivers in a helmet back in 1956, you have to ask yourself, why did the NCAA take so long to want to put uh, communications between a coordinator or the head coach and the quarterback or a coordinator and the quarterback or the middle linebacker and the D coordinator? Why did they wait so long, Anthony? Why? I mean, if you're asking me why the NCAA waits so long to do anything it does, I mean, I, I'm just not capable of answering that because that's kind of, I think the NCAA slogan probably should be, why did that take so long? Because that's what it is with everything. So, I mean, helmet, I mean, they have, uh, you know, they, they have radios and helmets at the high school level. And, you know, I don't know if the, if their consideration is, oh, well, you know, we need to give, uh you know, the Mac schools, the same type of consideration that we'd give the big 10 schools, which is a, you know, I'm a, and I'm a Mac guy. I'm a Mac alum, of course. Um, I just, that, that's, that's such a farce and such a terrible argument to make. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, let's modernize this thing because this is, this is essentially semi-professional football, not even really semi-professional. I mean, these, there are guys now that are going to make, making more money playing football as a college player than they might make, you know, as an NFL draft pick. So there's just so 
much money going around and, and a lot of it's being funneled to people in empty suits. So can we get a, can we get a radio in a helmet? It, can we, just one? Like, is that possible? Uh, I, I think it is, but you know, someone's got to make the move, you know? Yeah. You never know. Or even with technology, you could have a coach type in a play and, and the visor or on the left, you know, when, when you look at all, all this technology coming at us where the, the play will show up on a little screen, uh, you know, left on the helmet where only the quarterback could see it or other players even see it. Who knows? I mean, it's just crazy. NCAA, they're going out of business uh, soon anyways. All right, speaking of the NCAA, uh, Howard and the Wolverines won't be going to the tournament again. Uh, they're dead last. They hang around. They give you a lot of moral halves. Moral victory halves where they'll play well, and you're like, okay. Uh, and then they, uh, you know, like Purdue yesterday, I said, oh, they're going to lose by close to double digits. They kind of had a little push at the end. It was at home. Howard now is talking about how hard the team plays, and they never quit, and we're getting that coach speak. Uh, what is the current state of Michigan basketball? And when this season is over, what do you think the off season will be like? a great question it's it's, an, it's something that no one really seems to know right now um and i know i've come on your airwaves and have been very critical of them i've been on our own you know broadcast and airwaves uh being critical of them you know t- yesterday was pr- probably a lot better than i expected to be uh you know considering who purdue is you're down Jalen Lowell and you're down olivier kamala and wire to wire like the effort was pretty good but uh they're just not talented enough and they're not well coached enough to win a game like that but I didn't think the effort was good. I mean, the question is here now is, um, you know, in these last four games, because I assume, you know, they are, they're going to play on Wednesday night in the Big Ten tournament, and, and they won't be favored to win. So these could be the last four games, certainly maybe at best, maybe the last five games of the season um, from their perspective. But, you know, you're looking for something now. You know, this is, this is where Jawan Howard makes his pitch to, to keep this job and to keep this team from completely bottoming out, which you can argue that it's already happened. But I think the last, last few nights out, I think the effort for the most part has been pretty good. I, you know, we'll see. I, they, they said today that they're going to find out, or at least in the next few days, if Doug McDaniel will be available for the road games. They'll play this week. Obviously they, they've got one at Nebraska or I'm sorry. They've got one um, at Rutgers. They've got one at Ohio state. And then they'll close out the regular season at home against Nebraska. I mean, if Doug McDaniel's available on the road, you know, then you're start, you know, you get a sense of, you know, cause really we haven't seen this team at full firepower, so to speak in road games since before the new year. And it's not an excuse. It's just where they've been at. So to be able to maybe see how Doug McDaniel plays down the stretch when it's not one game on one game off, you know, I'd like to see them play George Washington uh, and Yusef Kaya a little bit more and you see how the, how it finishes out. But, you know, it's very likely that they don't finish this season with double digit wins, which is not acceptable. I mean, you have to look at, you know, at this point you have to look at so much more than how these last four games finish out because the totality of this is that when the dust clears on this season, you're going to have one of the worst, you know, you will be one of the worst teams in Michigan basketball history. Like that's objectively Factual, you, you know, to, to only sit here with eight wins. You were out of the NCAA tournament picture really before the Christmas presents were under the tree for a lot of people. So, um, 
you know, I don't know what the evaluation is. And I don't know what the justification is for running this back one more year. Um, what, what the excuses or, or the reasons for that would be. Um, but there are a heck of a lot of reasons to not run it back. And, you know, I guess we'll just see what happens with uh, the man who ultimately decides to make that decision in Ward Manual. So I, guess, I think it would be a mistake to just kind of assume because you ran it back with Jim Harbaugh after the COVID season, that this is the same type of situation. It's not. Um, but I do think that's something that's in play and I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen. So uh, we'll have to wait and see, but uh, I would think that if, if Juwan Howard does come back, I mean, it's, we're talking wholesale changes, you know, on the coaching staff, support staff. And to be frank with you, I don't know that he has the conviction or the, um, the chops that it will take to, to kind of turn that around. So uh, uh, my opinion on it though. Yeah. They got to move on, but I uh, will see now, this. Will, this really will be a, a telltale move by Ward Manuel If he allows it to continue for another year, uh, his hire is Sharon Moore. You got spring ball coming up, the spring game scrimmage, whatever they'll call it uh, on April 20th quarterback competition, uh, offensive playmakers, uh, will be a big part uh, of spring ball. Then you're going to get the transfer portal after the fact. Will Michigan lose? Will they gain? How will that work out? By the time we get done uh, with this semester and we get into early May, how do you think Sharon Moore's first spring will look like at Michigan? That's something else that's going to be interesting to watch because that second, you know, that spring transfer portal window, which is really the one that could be more consequential for Michigan, both in retaining guys and maybe, you know, bringing in a few guys in, maybe losing a few guys. That runs from April 15th to April 30th. And obviously you've got that spring game smack dab in the middle of that, you know, on, on April 20th. So be interesting to see, um, you know, if there are guys that don't make it full through a full spring, if there are guys that you know, make it through the whole spring and then decide to go elsewhere. I'll, I'll say this. I mean, now that that 30 day window is closed, you know, it's pretty remarkable that things, and I know, I know social media, you know, has a way of, of amplifying concerns and whatnot, but it, it's actually kind of remarkable how well Sharon Moore was able to kind of keep things together when, Ben Herbert leaves and you've got Steve Klingscale leaving. You've got Mike Elston leaving. So, I mean, for Michigan, I think it's, I really do think that these guys, um, the guys that are sticking around that have stuck around by and large, really only lost Keon Saab, you know, want to see how this, you know, going to give this thing a shot. You know, I I think the the guys that are here like it here. I do think that, um, you know, NIL is going to have to be something that steps up here over the next month or so, because this, this is really now, um, I I think there are guys willing to give Sharon the benefit of the doubt, given that the timeline of how everything went down, wasn't super ideal, um, which again was the byproduct of, playing your season out to that second week of January, which they wouldn't trade for the world. Um, but now, now it's decision time and now it's building time. And, and I, I do think that when the dust settles on all of it, could I see an impactful guy or two leaving? Yeah, I could, because that's just the name of the game now, but I don't think there's going to be an exodus. I really do think that this thing is going to mostly stay intact and, um, and that we'll see what happens, you know, come, come may come fall camp. Um, and then come that season opener on August 31st. But I, I think 
it really does feel like things are a lot more stable than maybe fans feel like they are right now. Like the staff is done, the roster is pretty content, and now it's, it's about time to get to work here in a couple of weeks. So we'll see what happens. Anthony Broom, uh, one of our Michigan insiders from the Wolverine.com, joining us on the Rose Dummer Coffee Guest Line. Uh, before I let you go, you mentioned that you're a Mac grad. I saw UMass being added to the MAC today, and I know a lot of these schools, like the Big Ten dream, that you're going to get the East Coast New York market because you added Rutgers. I kind of look at the landscape of the MAC. I don't, I don't see the UMass fit. Uh, I, I know everybody's scrambling right now to get as many teams as possible, try and protect their own turf. Maybe you get UMass, you look better for a potential TV deal, but it do, it doesn't seem, at least my initial reaction, Anthony, like a good fit. Uh, you know, in general, when I just look at, you know, what all of this change means for, you know, the group of five and, and the smaller schools, like it really just does feel like we're, we're, we're on a slow drip to kind of those, you know, the, the central Michigans of the world, the Eastern Michigans of the world, like those, type of schools and those type of conferences just kind of getting freezed out from the whole thing. Um, you know, the money isn't there. Um, you know, you know the, 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 I don't think the TV eyeballs are necessarily there. Don't get me wrong. Like I love, I love watching that, but you know, a lot of people are just tuned into, you know, big 10 sec, ACC, all that type of stuff. So again, I mean, uh, conference fits to me, I mean, we jumped the shark with that when the Big Ten jumped, what, three time zones to bring in schools from L.A. And then you go up into the Pacific Northwest now and it's just all um, nothing makes sense. So everything makes sense now because everything's on the table. So we'll see what we'll see what it means. I mean, um, I think UMass, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think UMass has been in the MAC or affiliated with the MAC before, but yeah, it's. I, I don't know what it really changes. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I wish. I wish Grand Valley and Ferris would move up from D two to D one. I think it's a top thirty eight TV market, which would be one of the biggest in the MAC, uh, if not the biggest. I know they try and count Cleveland, but again, MAC schools aren't part of, of the Cleveland TV market. And uh, I just uh, again, where these conferences are going, uh, if you're beyond the Power Four, good luck because if you don't get those money games and these TV deals demand more. Interconference play. He'll be interesting uh, where the next level of D1 goes. Anthony, got to get to a timeout. Always appreciate the conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, Anthony Broom checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports uh, will join us in a moment. Flying Ace Whiskey, huge question of the day with Michigan State losing two straight home games to Iowa and Ohio State. Will they make the NCAA tournament? You can answer that at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. There's a new player in town. Hi, I'm Herman Moore. 
Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. And I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sports, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500. Or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan out of Motor City. Monday, presented by Impact Power Sports. They're on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids. They service all of Michigan. Need a custom golf cart? They're West Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart dealer. For your neighborhood, for your golf club, workplace, lake house, you name it. You can design it any way you want it, trick it out with Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. And if you want to enter to win Lomas Brown's Lions Golf Cart, we're going to give away this summer, courtesy of Impact Power Sports. Just text IMPACT to 21000. That's IMPACT to 21000. Go talk to Tim Stout, Stout on Sports. When I was driving through Lansing on Friday, I was listening to Tim, did a great interview with Michigan State head hockey coach Adam Nightingale, called him up, talked with him and Brock on air, off air, good people. Tim is standing by, and Tim, what happened yesterday in that state game? 
Well, I was surprised like everybody else, Bill. I mean, after they lost at home uh, to uh, Iowa earlier in the week against a team yesterday that had lost 17 consecutive road games and had fired its coach earlier, all even though it had had a better week, it still lost on the road at Minnesota in a close game the other night. Uh, I think, you know, yesterday sometimes the, the basketball gods just don't shine down on you. I actually turned away from the game at one point with about six minutes to go because a 12-point lead against Ohio State seemed like a 30-point lead against anybody else because that team, well, and I thought, look, I thought Ohio State played hard, but I thought offensively that's one of the worst teams of the Big Ten I'd ever seen play in the Breslin Center. They didn't, you know, they didn't have a couple of their best players, especially their second-best player, but they did play hard for the guy, and they needed Michigan State to help them, and Michigan State helped them. Their top two guys only made six out of 24 shots. You know, Bill, I always use golf metaphors with this stuff. To me, it's like Scheffler hitting 18 greens but taking 38 putts, and so he ends up shooting 76. I think Michigan State missed so many shots in that game to match Ohio State that the only way Ohio State was going to stay in the game is if Michigan State just simply didn't shoot well, which it didn't. And if you don't shoot well in any game, wherever you are, as you know, especially at this level, uh, you know, it's going to be a grinder, and that's what it was yesterday. I was still even surprised at the end. I think if that kid for Ohio State tried that shot the way he was guarded 15 times, he'd never make it. But the time that he had to make it yesterday at the end, it was the one shot that went in, and it just kind of is, uh, symbolizes the frustration that Michigan State has had in a lot of ways this season with perhaps more frustration ahead. That's going to be determined in the next couple of weeks, right? Yeah, in your Izzo, you have, it almost feels like this is three seasons in one, doesn't it, for the team? Well, I mean, it's fact that they're 40 and 36 in the Big Ten since Cassius Winston left at the end of 2019, right? So that's fact. If they lose at Purdue and they're going to be an underdog, then they're 40 and 37 in the Big Ten. They've lost 13 games each of the last three years, and I thought, unless the freshmen that were coming in were like the Fab Five, where they were going to just dominate and start these games, uh, that this was the same team that lost 13 minus Joey Hauser. Well, I mean, if the freshmen don't start, two of them don't play, and the two that do play play limited roles. So that means that the other guys get better in the offseason, and I'm not sure any of them has had a difference-making you know, upgrade in the off season from last year to where they are this year. And that's why the record is what it is. And yet they're struggling in a year when I don't think the big Ten's very good. And the AP top 25 today, there are two big 10 teams produced two, Illinois 13 and that's it. So the other 12 can't even get ranked in the AP top 25. And if you look at some of the teams that are in there, you say to yourself, you're telling me Michigan state, let alone Michigan can't beat some of those guys in an otherwise normal year. Apparently, not because the Big Ten's only got two ranked. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports, weekdays at 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m., the huge show, uh, weekdays live now at 3 p.m. You're, you're Izzo. You had a preseason number four team, as we've talked about. Your team now is one bad loss away from maybe on the outside looking in in the NCAA tournament. I know you talk with Tom a lot on and off air. Uh, what's this year been like for him? I think it's been tough, Bill. Uh, you know, I mean, I think it's been tough. He told me, I still remember a phone call in July. It was on another matter. And before he got done, he said to me, 
just in small talk, you know, before you go, we could be really, really, really good in that type of, uh, you know, resonance and that type of voice inflection. There were three reallys in there. And I think Tom really believed that they would be. But again, uh, you know, they, the, the, the difficult teams they played in the non-conference, they came close to a lot of them, but they didn't beat them for the most part. They played well and beat Baylor. I think they got Baylor at a very opportune time in December. So maybe that was fool's gold. I think the I think the key to this has been those two December Big Ten games that they had, you know, with Northwestern and with Nebraska, excuse me, with Wisconsin and Nebraska. When they lost those two, they're not used to going into the holidays 0-2 in the Big Ten, but that's what happened. And then it got to 1-4 and in the Big Ten, and they've been playing from behind ever since. Then, excuse me, you take their, you know, you take one of their most promising freshmen, Jeremy Fears, and he you know, obviously the issue with him over Christmas knocked him out. So, and he was just starting to develop. And then Tyson Walker, I think he is really struggling more than maybe he's letting on because his shot hasn't looked right for the last month. He and Aikens combined yesterday were six for 24. If you know that going in, they're going to miss 18 shots. You doggone well better rebound them because if you don't, the other team's going to get back down the floor. I mean, I, I thought, I thought Ohio State is still going to have a hard time winning this game because Ohio State, they struggle so much offensively. But when they went inside, they got a couple of putbacks. And then the other amazing stat bill besides the 17 straight losses is Michigan State at home, at home no less, scored seven points in the last 10 minutes against a team that's near the bottom of the Big Ten and had fired its coach the week before. But it's been that kind of year. And so, yeah, I think it's taken a toll on Tom because I think the streak means much to him. And I think he's just perplexed. Look, if he knew how all those guys were going to play on the floor, those freshmen, he'd play them more if he thought that. Now, it's easy to second-guess them after it doesn't work out. And, of course, as of yesterday, you know, people are wondering why Booker doesn't play more, didn't play more, because he started and hung in there. But I think there are times that he, he looks at all that, and his staff looks at all those eight or nine guys and trying to figure out the right combination and who should play when and where. I think that's got him a little bit buffaloed, and I think he himself would say he hasn't got completely figured out at all. Yeah, I looked at Booker in the first half, and I, I granted you're not going to be a lockdown defender as a freshman, but he gives them things that nobody else does on that team. And I look at the first half, and you got up big, you're playing great defense, and then you check Booker out with 15 minutes left. I get your Izzo, hey, while well, my veterans want to put this game away, it's important to bounce back after Iowa, yada, da da da. And then it gets tight, and you're not going to turn to freshman. But I, I think Booker does need more minutes. And another thing that I've noticed that I've mentioned uh, since it was really right after the Illinois game that I believe this team is better in up-and-down basketball, more wide-open than playing half-court sets. That, that's just my opinion. Michigan well, I State. agree, Bill. I, I think there are teams that are familiar with their half-court sets, and they don't have a Cassius Winston caliber shooter, I don't think, especially with Walker injured. So screening for one of those perimeter guys. You know, their three-point shooting has been extremely sporadic. And, uh, and I, you know, I think that's been an issue. 
coming up, though, they got six days to prepare for Purdue. And my read is that all those guys on the interior, they're all going to get a chance to play between Cooper and Kohler and Booker and Sissoko because they got to go up against Edie. And Booker was heavily recruited by Purdue. He's from that part of Indiana. My sense is that he'll be motivated to play when he does get a chance to play. My sense is they're going to foul. They're going to foul Edie. Everybody does. You know Purdue's going to go inside to him. They did at Michigan yesterday. He had a career game of 35 and 13 yesterday at Michigan, and they needed that. And Purdue's got six days to relax. You know, Purdue had to play another midweek game. Yeah, they got to go to Illinois after the Michigan State game. That game was in the middle of this week. I think that would take something out of Purdue. But when you've got the entire week to get ready for a team that you don't really like, and that crowd's hostile to Michigan State, and State hasn't won there in a decade, and, and you look at how you know State's been struggling a bit, you know one would think this is going to be an uphill battle. But that's what the schedule is. You got six days to prepare. You got six days to get these better. And I think it'll be interesting to see how state does. You know, are they going to try to shut Edie down completely and make Purdue's guards beat them? The only problem is Purdue's guards who are very inconsistent, but they're best by far when they're playing at home. And like I say, you know that crowd there's going to be so into that game, and they've got State wounded. The question then, Bill, to me, can they beat Northwestern at home next Wednesday and then go to Indiana and win? Because I'm not convinced that in any of the three games they have left, State's going to be a betting favorite amongst anybody that'll be close but that's unique because for the little eight game stretch there after they you know had dropped a game uh, earlier to wisconsin and madison everybody all these experts thought, well they'll be favoring the next eight games well they didn't win them all they obviously they didn't win at minnesota they lost at home to iowa now ohio state now it might be on the other foot are they going to be an underdog against Purdue, then Northwestern home, and at Indiana. And I think the latter two games will depend on how they perform at Purdue. If it's a close game, who knows? If they get blown out, stay tuned. We'll have to see. Yeah, I think they need to beat Northwestern at home, win at Indiana, have that 2-1 and one finish, and then win their Big Ten tourney opener would make me feel comfortable about this team. If they turn around and go 1-2 and two and don't win a Big Ten tourney opener – they might not hear their name on Selection Sunday. Well, even if they get in, Bill, I get. That. I think there's value in being in 26 straight NCAA tournaments. Hard to do. Very few. I think there's one or two that are ahead of them, and that's it. But there. But everybody says at the best, unless they beat Purdue, at the best they'd be an eight seed. Well, if they're an eight seed, can they beat the nine? And if they do, you get the, the number one seed in the next game. So you're going to get out of the first weekend anyway. And I think what hurts them dramatically and a lot of teams that are struggling at times during the year but get into the tournament, those conference tournaments to me are an albatross. First of all, they're probably not going to get any buys in there beyond the first day. So they would have to go four games in four days if they had any success. And I claim if you win the Big Ten tournament, who cares? You didn't win the regular season. Nobody, Everybody then puts attention to the NCAA tournament, and your team could be exhausted. And I do think this team is worn down. Uh, I think, I, think that, I mean, these games have all piled up. I mean, it, it's a break for them in a way that they get six days to prepare for Purdue. But Purdue gets six days to prepare for Michigan State. So to me, that's a wash. But then if they could rest up after the regular season for the NCAA tournament, if they got in, 
I think that would be different. But, man, you got two days or whatever it is to get ready after you play in the Big Ten tournament. Then you got to turn around and go on the road. And I think for great teams, that's one thing. They can withstand it. And they're going to play a weak seed in game one. Well, State's not going to do that. They're going to play somebody that's going to be comparable to them, uh, which will make it that much tougher. At this point, I would think what Tom's trying to do is just to get them to play as well together as they can, play as hard as they can at Purdue, see what happens from there. Somehow they got to win at home against Northwestern. I mean, if you can get into the tournament, you can figure all that out about the tournament afterward. But as you suggest, they got to get there first, and they have to go through the Big Ten tournament, and that's not going to be easy for them either. I mean, look, they've, it's been a tough year, if you remember. For whatever reason, they were ranked fourth in the preseason Associated Press poll, and they haven't been ranked almost the entire year. Crazy season. We'll see how it plays out for Izzo and the Spartans. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports, weekday mornings, 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Huge show, live weekday afternoons at 3. Timmy, uh, so good to hear your voice on my road trip over to Detroit, and thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Anytime, Bill. Good to talk to you. Stay in touch. All right, Tim Stout checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. Michigan Spring Football and Juwan Howard coming up in about 20 minutes. Graham Couch, opinion maker from the Lansing State Journal, within the hour on Izzo and his basketball team. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Leonard Skinner. ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino, the Sharp Dressed Simple Man Tour. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office at etix.com. Part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series, Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Huge here for my good friend Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Now they're located on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids here on the west side of the state. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha go-to golf cart dealer. Now if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, the business, the golf club, maybe that second home or the lake, stop by and see Drew and the crew. They can hook you up today at Impact Power Sports. They also have e-bikes, quads, side-by-side, yard toys for the big boys and the big girls. Anything you need when it comes to power, they have it at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. Also, if you want a shot at winning Lois Browns, Lions Golf Cart, a custom-built Lions Golf Cart, text IMPACT to 21000. That's IMPACT to 21000. And you could win Lomas Brown's Lions Golf Cart this summer from IMPACT Power Sports and The Huge Show. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four-pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. 
You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. City Monday presented by Impact Power Sports around 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of GR. They service the entire state. All the power toys you need. Golf carts, e-bikes. How about some yard equipment? The best power lines there. Pretty cool. Uh, with Drew and the crew. Ronnie, my good friend. His dad, Ronnie Campanelli. Hey, how you doing? He's Italian. I think I'm going to dinner with the Campanellis on Thursday at Amore. He says, you gotta, you never eat that? Capiche? Ronnie. The godfather of golf carts. Billy, you're going to buy four. I don't need one. He goes... Like I said, you gotta buy four. So Impact Power Sports, 14 Mile Road in Rockford. And this summer, at a huge golf event, we're giving away Lomas Browns Lions golf cart. Simple and easy to enter to win. Just text IMPACT to 21000. That is IMPACT to 21000. People are like, oh, you're not giving away the summer. Oh. Yeah, we have all the shows he's Lomas is going to with Impact. We're giving it away this summer. Can you give it away quicker so I can use it? No, we're giving it away this summer. Text Impact to 21000 to enter. No purchase is necessary. 24-7, everything you need with this show is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Motor City Monday on the huge show across Michigan presented by Impact Power Sports. And speaking of the Motor City, you could win former Lion Lomas Browns tricked out custom golf cart. Just text IMPACT to 21000. And if you're looking for your own custom golf cart, Yamaha's newest golf cart dealer in Michigan is Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. They service all of Michigan. They have the e-bikes, the quads, the side-by-sides, and all the big boy and big girl power toys. It is a Motor City Monday presented by Impact Power Sports on the huge show across Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? 
It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1 866 838 HUGE. That's 1 866 838 4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin our number three on a Motor City Monday, presented by Impact Power Sports. Superfly Hayes is back from his vacation. A lot of conversation today about Michigan State blowing that home game against Ohio State. Michigan continues to be the worst team in the Big Ten. And hockey is king right now. I'm looking at a March Madness that in state is nine in the latest Jerry Palm bracketology. That's after the Ohio State loss. So they're... They're two bad losses away, you know, maybe losing to Indiana here at the end and losing their Big Ten tourney opener from not being a tournament team. So I'm kind of forecasting the spring, starting to look at some potential vacation time. And I'm thinking, what's the spring going to be like? Tigers? Hey, spring training's underway. It's cool to look at a box score, get some highlights. Cole Keith does have a great swing. We'll talk to John Vanderwall, the former major leaguer, our Tigers MLB insider. He'll be in studio coming up on Thursday. I'm starting to think the Wings could have a deep playoff run. Like the Wings have that feel that they could win it all this year in the NHL. So in between watching Michigan and Michigan State back-to-back both lose yesterday, We then kind of capped off the Michigan Sports Weekend with Chris Chelios having his number, former Hawk, former wing. Uh, It was raised to the rafters in the Windy City. While we're on the subject of great ones from that era, I got to include him. This guy will go down as the greatest American-born player. Kaner, Patrick Kane, unbelievable. Well, listen to those fans cheering, and that was Chelly during his induction. I guess his jersey retirement number speech to the crowd at the United Center. So the Wings are on the road, and then you have the thunderous roar for Kane, who is now a wing, just like Chelly went from the Hawks to the Wings. And then the finish was written by movie producers uh, in Hollywood. It, it was unbelievable. Kane at the end of regulation, and then it became Kane's night on Chelly night in Chicago. Save by rebounds, hey! Look out here! Look at this! Wide open, Look at this! Up center ice! It's Patrick Kane in Chicago! Oh my. oh my God! Kane with the overtime winner! The Red Wings win it 3-2! The story is complete! A 
You know, the one thing that sticks out to me is how loud the crowd was and the Wings won the game. And the Wings are not only in the hunt for getting a playoff spot and returning to the search for Lord Stanley's Cup, but they have a shot at, you know, being what, a two seed, one seed, 11 points down? And I got to give Ken Cal and Paul Woods some love uh, from the Wings Radio Network, their call on Kane's game winner last night in Chicago. Connor Bedard out to center ice now. In over the Red Wing line. Drops it back to Jones out in front. Moves in. Shoots. Save made. Rebound chance. And now the Wings have a break. Here is Patrick Kane. Oh, what drama. Brings it in on a breakaway. Shoots. He scores. Oh, what a win for the Red Wings. On a night they celebrate. Kane, who scores the game-winning goal in overtime. And the Red Wings, Malibet, center the final score in Chicago. The Red Wings, three, and the Blackhawks, two. Tell you, we are blessed. Ken Cal, Paul Woods on the radio side for the Wings, and Ken Daniels and Mickey Redman on the TV side for Bally Sports Detroit. What a night in Chicago. And then the Griffins. Bob Kayser, voice of the Grand Rapids Griffins, and he fills in for Daniels and Ken Cal when they need him with the Wings. He'll join us in studio tomorrow between 4 and 5. We'll talk about the Wings and also the Griffins, who are playing out of their minds right now. The Grand Rapids Griffins here on the west side of the state. So Sebastian Cosa had 37 saves yesterday. And he, with the penalty killers, denied Milwaukee on five straight power plays over the final 23 minutes. Grand Rapids Griffins extend their point streak to 15 games, 11-0, and Milwaukee, the Admirals were coming into Grand Rapids with a 19-game win streak ended by GR, the Griffins with a 4-2 win. So you got the Griffins on a roll, you got the Wings on a roll, and I think this spring, unless the Tigers have an incredible hot start, will be about the Wings. How far can they go in the Stanley Cup playoffs? And that's a good thing. Also, this spring, we'll get Sherelle Moore's first spring game scrimmage with Michigan football. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders. He is standing by in the Roast Umber coffee guest sign. What are you doing, big man? How's it going? Great to be here. All right, buddy. It's going well. Uh, Juwan Howard in Michigan yesterday, they give us the moral victory half. It's a new tradition where Michigan will play well for a half, and you're like, you know what? They're hanging with them. I, I think they're good. I think this is okay. And then they just collapse, and I really think a lot of it is coaching. It's not like the talent disappears from one half to the next, but when you look at Painter, when you look at Izzo, when you look at these opposing coaches, Juwan Howard just gets schooled time and time again. Yeah, I mean, they – they didn't quite collapse as hard in this game as they have in some others. And I give them credit for that. Um, you know, but at the same time, they just couldn't get over the hump against Purdue. And, you know, they were undersized down low and foul trouble, both Will Cheddar, Terrace Reed fall out. You're playing zone, but that opens the door for a lot of offensive rebounds for Purdue. And they cashed in with 24 second chance points. And it's just going to be tough to win 
with kind of, you know, you're a little bit decimated with a couple injuries, and then you also are battling foul trouble. And, you know, let's face it, Purdue's, you know, infinity times better than Michigan this year anyway, even though Michigan kept it close and, and kind of made it a game a little bit, um, you know, including down the stretch, you know, eight points, six points, but not able to get over that hump. I mean, they, the interesting thing is now is you go at Rutgers on Thursday, you go at Ohio State on Sunday, and you may have Doug McDaniel back for those road games. So at least from an offensive perspective, they were pretty good on, uh, on Sunday. It was one of their better offensive performances in a couple months. And you can at least carry that over with some game-to-game continuity in these upcoming games if you do have Doug McDaniel. It's spring break. He should be able to play in the road games. that They said they were going to find, find out today on that and no official word yet, but it seems like that was kind of the tea leaves the whole time. And, uh, you know, they're not going to save their season the next year. They're sitting at eight and 20, but I guess you got to look for, uh, you know, any potential positives as they go, you know, down the stretch here. And I'm having a tough time dealing with the coach speak from Howard afterwards. Like these guys have heart and they're playing hard. I really do. Yeah. It was an interesting Interesting comment. He said, if Hart was on the box score, we would have won with Hart. Oh, God, and, I don't need you know, that coach speak. Hey. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, I get it. And his team did play hard, and they were shorthanded. And guys like Will Cheddar, who missed the game on Thursday because of the flu, he gutted it out. And there were literally times when he was gassed just getting up and down the floor at different points. So I, I give his team credit for that. But, you know, like you and I have talked about, I mean, competing is, is kind of a prerequisite, and you should be a lot – better than, than they are this year. And, you know, I, I understand what he's doing, but, yeah, that quote, uh, it didn't land too well, I think, with a lot of people online. What's your best guess? Next year, when the season starts for Michigan basketball, is Howard still the head coach? Yeah, I mean, it's – I would say it's probably about 50-50, but, you know, I mean, look – you look at the results the last two years and they haven't been pretty. And I think that, you know, it's similar to a lot of teams around the country, like Ohio state that have made a change, right. With similar results over two seasons. Now they did win more early on in Jawan Howard's tenure coming off the John Beeline era than, you know, some other coaches did like Chris Holtman at Ohio state. Um, but Ward Manuel has been loyal to different coaches in the past. He, you know, Look, uh, when you have a former player as the coach, you know, Fab Five member, I don't think it's going to be an easy decision for him. Um, you know, I know a lot of people want to go in another direction, but it's it's going to be Ward Manuel's call unless something crazy happens and, and he's not here. Then uh, I guess you just have to wait and see. It's kind of a coin flip to me. Let's move on. Talk about Sharon Moore, spring football of Michigan. Well, what, what's the vibe? Uh, the real behind the scenes story you're getting when it comes to this team and Sharon Moore and these new coaches? Yeah, it's interesting. They start, they still have three weeks until they start things up. So it's winter conditioning right now. Um, you know, in terms of the vibe, it, it just feels like it, Sharon Moore specifically, you know, is, and he said this in his first speech to the team after he took over, he said, yeah, we lose a lot. Everyone wants to talk about that, but you know, we also bring back a lot of talent too. And, you know, we won the national championship last year and they want to carry that over. So I think that's been a kind of a motivating factor for them heading into spring ball. It'll be interesting to see what, you know, what happens with the quarterback battle during spring ball. You have a bunch of guys there with not a ton of experience. 
you have to fill some other holes on the offense. The defense brings back a lot of talent. So I think they're hungry to prove that, you know, almost similar to a couple of years ago when they lost Aiden Hutchinson and a bunch of guys on that defense and had to revamp it. And then they had a great year defensively. You know, not saying that's going to happen with the offense or, or this team in general, but it feels like that's kind of the mentality that they're taking, that, hey, we do have enough here. Clayton Safey for the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Uh, the Collective, the NIL, I had Ballas on the show last Friday, spent the entire broadcast with us. Uh, will Michigan be a true contender for every recruit when it comes to NIL money? How far down the list? If we had to do the top 25 of NIL money, collectives, and college football today, what level does Michigan football fall under? Yeah, that's a great question because it's hard to get an exact answer. When you look at every different fan base around the country, every fan thinks that their, their specific team's NIL is no good. And anytime they lose a recruit, it's, it's because of NIL. And I mean, there has to be some validity to it, right? I mean, that's what's happening right now in college football. And I think Michigan's probably closer to 25 than they are one, which is a concern uh, because you won the national championship. You won 40 of your last 43 games. There's no reason why you shouldn't be at a higher level. And we know Michigan has a great alumni base, uh, extremely big fan base that is extremely supportive. And, you know, so I think one of the biggest issues has been kind of the donors, you know, not knowing exactly should I continue to give to, um, you know, development with the university, build for facilities and new locker rooms and that sort of thing, or should I be giving to the NIL collective? And they probably need better leadership, uh, you know, or, or the leadership, you know, at least sending a more clear message, having better communication to these donors for uh, where to put their money. And if you look at recruiting, I mean, a lot of it has to do with money now. And Michigan, despite all its recent successes, finishing kind of with classes in the top, you know, top 15, top 20, as opposed to even what they were before NIL came, you know, which is top, top eight, top nine, you know, sometimes top 12 types of classes. So I think there's, it's pretty clear. Uh, the evidence tells us that they're, they're pretty behind there. They have, you know, made some steps recently to try to improve that. They're partnering with a consulting firm that has really done a, a good job from what we've heard at other universities to boost their NIL. So it seems like they're taking steps, but man, it feels like it has taken too long. They were not prepared uh, in my opinion, at least, when all this came out a couple of years ago. All right, so everybody's screaming and yelling when Adam Schefter put out the news that we had talked about a couple of weeks ago with Michigan setting an NFL combine record for having 18 players invited to the combine. I said, yeah, like they had to cheat to win <laughs> the national championship. People are going, they're still going crazy. I was just checking Twitter at the last break. They're going nuts. That Harbaugh, he was already uh, suspended twice for cheating, that he has been found to be connected. They're all through It's Twitter. They all can lie through their teeth or DMs. And I'm thinking, is this done? Is it, it, Could Sharon Moore end up taking some heat from this situation or Michigan football? Is the Connor Stallions cheating scandal, alleged cheating scandal. Is that in the rear view mirror for Michigan football? Yeah. And the people yelling and screaming also don't understand the nuance and everyone does it right. When it was Kansas basketball, I'm sure 
you know, a lot of people that are defending Michigan now were, were yelling and screaming about them. So I understand that part of it. I don't think it's in the rear view. I mean, they haven't been dealt a notice of allegations yet, but I, you know, I think it's still the fact that they're still investigating and trying to look into this kind of tells you that maybe they don't have as much on Michigan as, uh, you know, as maybe they originally thought they were going to find out or, or some people think is there and, and whatever. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, most likely, you know, from every credible voice I've heard is that they'll probably face some sort of fine. But in terms of head coach responsibility with Jim Harbaugh no longer here, that's not going to fall on oh. Jerome Moore unless there's, there's something showed that, that he had involvement in it. So it, it, it doesn't feel like it's going to have a huge impact going forward. And, yeah, you're right. The reason why they were good is because they had great players and great coaches. A lot of them earned an opportunity now to go to the NFL, both players and coaches, 18 of them. They might have three or four first-round picks next year when you look at guys like Will Johnson, Mason Graham, Colson Loveland, and Kenneth Grant. So, you know, people can give me a break with the whole, you know, the, the reason why they won was that. Oh, and they took gosh. Connor Stallings away anyway. You They're know, calling they, me they Big House Bill. The They're calling me Big House Bill now on Twitter. <laughs> Call me Big House. Bill knows there should be an asterisk next to the uh, national championship line. Uh, and I, you know what that is? And I'll be honest here. It's Michigan State and it's yeah. Ohio State fans and maybe a few SEC fans sprinkled in. What we'll, we'll go, if I'm looking at my three-layer cake, it's totally a, the biggest layer Ohio State fans. Then there's some oh, green and no white, doubt. you know, uh, lemon, lemon lime uh, second layer, and then the small little layer, uh, angry Alabama fans, right there. There's no doubt, and the Ohio State fans, and, and the fact that this may have started by, you know, whoever hired the private investigative firm, anyway. Oh, you mean the you private know, investigative the firm that alive. might be connected to the Day family? Oh yeah, exactly. So okay. the fact. <laughs> You know, Ohio State fans just didn't want to believe that they were able to lose two or three straight years to Michigan, but it's the reality, and they had to find some sort of excuse, it seems like. That's why they're the loudest. They've been the loudest in our Twitter mentions, too. It's the same thing. Oh, they're just like, I'm telling you. I mean, I, I'm looking at state of Ohio pest control. I'm going to go, hello, can we help you? Yeah, what can I do to get rid of these gnats on Twitter? Okay. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Oh, hold on. You can publicly announce and you celebrate on your same Twitter feed that Ohio State spent $13 million on players to come play, which is pay to play and not an IL. But God forbid there's a cheeseburger or a sick kid during COVID that they talk to or God forbid that Connor Stallions has an iPhone 70 yards away. Oh, oh, wait a minute. It's Connor Stallions, we think, on the sidelines at Michigan State CMU. But uh, how many months later? September, October, November, December, January, February. We still don't know who was on the sidelines. My God, there's a Pruder film from Kennedy assassination. We got that quicker. Yeah, it's like it's like Michigan got pulled over for going five over, yet you got Ohio State and and Alabama and Ole Miss and Oregon flying by at, at 20, 30 miles an hour. 13 million. They announced that they're openly, they're paying players. C.J. Stroud, they were showing his roles or Bentley from last year. I mean, come on. Right. Or two years ago, whatever it was. 
Oh right. gosh, I'm just like it, it's it's driving me nuts. You know, Bill Self, FBI wiretaps, FBI. Oh yeah, we know how the FBI and DOJ treat Americans, don't we? Yeah, nothing. They, he gets he gets a lifetime contract, and he can steal Hunter Dickinson from Michigan. And I like Bill Self. I I, I used to play basketball with them when I was working in Oklahoma. Oh, Did he have any hair? What? Did he have any hair? Oh, I thought you were asking me, do you, do I need paddles? Am I going to have a heart attack live on air? <laughs> that, that too. Oh, my God. I just I, I'm, The hypocrisy of the NCAA. And you know what? They're getting what's coming to them. With the, the NIL lawsuit, with name, image, and likeness, they can't win a lawsuit. They'll be out of business. That's why the Big Ten and the SEC are going to get together. They're going to dictate how many teams they want in the college football playoff in the NCAA tournament. And if you don't want to play along, we'll go do our own tournaments. That's right. Oh, all right, no, Clayton. I mean, they're, they're trending towards being extinct, really, when you look at the new dinosaurs. The court case that they're platypuses. One and everything else. They're platypuses. That extinct. You can't find a platypus anywhere. They can't. They're they're done. Exactly. They're like in the rock. You got to find them like, you know, Indiana Jones or something. All right, Clayton. I got to get to a network break. We had a great conversation. Appreciate you having me. I love you, Clayton. Safe. You think he go? You ever think Clayton Safe for the Wolverine dot com goes? Okay. Let me just. Uh, I, he we just hung up. Right. He's like going. So this began with questions about Juwan and Michigan Spring Ball. And he was just talking about extinct platypuses. I don't even know if they're extinct. Are they? Uh, Yeah, they are. They're part of the Ice Age. (laughs) Uh, Graham Couch. Opinion maker, Lansing State Journal. He'll be joining us. We'll get his thoughts on the state of Michigan State basketball after two ugly home losses to Iowa and Ohio State. We'll talk to Couch coming up. You want to answer our Flying Ace Whiskey huge question of the day. Do you think Izzo and the Spartans will hear their name on Selection Sunday and make the NCAA tournament? You tell me, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan because they are a Michigan-based bank. You can join in with your thoughts at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. And if you want a shot at winning Lomas Brown's tricked-out custom Lions golf cart from Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of GR, we're going to give it away this summer. If you want to enter, text IMPACT to 21000. That's IMPACT to 21000. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Anthony Bellino. 
DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Basketball Association. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's promo code HUGE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The Detroit Pistons losing streak extended to five games after falling to Orlando on Saturday night, 112-109. Paolo Boncaro was fouled shooting a mid-range jumper from the short corner and converted on the free throw to make it a three-point victory. The Michigan alums, Mo and his brother Franz Wagner, combined for 28 points, 12 rebounds, and 4 assists. Now what's interesting, however, is the play of Cade Cunningham, who had another stellar night, and he's gone for 56 points in 61 minutes over the last two games and has not shot a single free throw in that time. If that sounds suspicious, well, it is. In fact, on Saturday, Jalen Duran was the only starter who logged an attempt from the line. The Pistons are back in action tonight in the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, to take on the New York Knicks at 7.30 on Bally Sports Detroit. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. The food district is now open. There's something for everyone. From Bubba Coo's Burritos to Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen to Guy Fieri's Chicken and Ike's Lovin' Sandwiches. Savor every delicious flavor at the all-new Food District. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes back from vacation. A lot of conversation this afternoon from Michigan State basketball and back-to-back tough home losses. Probably another bad loss away from being on the bubble or on the outside looking in. Michigan, worst team in Big Ten hoops this year. And the upside, how well the wings are playing in Kane's night in Chicago, along with their top farm affiliate, the Grand Rapids Griffins, who are phenomenal right now in the AHL. Let's go talk to Graham Couch, opinion maker, Lansing State Journal, also co-host of the Couch and the Rube podcast. Look for it wherever you download podcasts. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? I'm well. Uh Izzo, man, uh, you know, after they go to Happy Valley, they go to Ann Arbor, 
the rivalry game, I'm looking at their schedule and I'm thinking, you know, they could finish strong here. They could play their way up towards a six, maybe even a run all the way to a five if they'd win a couple of games in the Big Ten tournament. And then, you know, here's the Iowa game. And then I just, I can't figure out. I watched that thing start to finish yesterday. It was, you, you almost could feel it coming even when they led by 12. Yeah, you know, and I haven't seen um, – this is one – I haven't seen a fan base sort of turn on Izzo quite like this. And, and to some degree, fairly so. I really thought that they screwed this one up. And, uh, look, the Tyson Walker didn't shoot well. Neither did Jaden Akins. Those veterans have to have a, you know, pull-you-by-the-collar mentality and – figure out how to get things done. And, and, and I don't know that they have that in them, but you know, the, when you go with those lineups with multiple bigs with Cooper and Tosoko with Cooper Kohler and, you know, and then also with Cohen Carr on the court and you don't have enough offense or enough shooting or it, it, you know, things can get stagnant and they went to that and they didn't go back to Xavier Booker and, and look, Xavier Booker is still very much a, a player who's developing. Uh, he gets the start yesterday, which was like Christmas for every Michigan State fan who had been dreaming of that. He played pretty well. Um, you know, there are things he doesn't do. He goes for a block, gives up a, a putback or an offensive rebound. You know, there, there are flaws to his game. And and then in the second half, you know, he only plays five minutes and then doesn't see the court again. And you're talking about somebody who stretches the floor, who changes who they are offensively. And so when an offense gets stagnant, not to go back to that, I, I thought was weird. Um, and I know Izzo's explanation for it was that, um, you know, he thought that some of the ball screen stuff that Ohio State was running was, was trouble for Booker compared to the other bigs. But that's harping on one detail when, you know, your other bigs have other details that they don't do as well. And, and what you really needed was to get that offense restarted. You scored seven points in 11 minutes. And I, I was I was puzzled by his decision to do that, and, and I think it, it cost him. I think Carr and Booker. Uh, give them athleticism that they haven't seen with bigs. Boy, I, you know, long time ever. We could, again, they're only freshmen. I'm not going to, you know, anoint them, you know, lottery picks just yet. But for for a team that has veterans that aren't super athletic outside of Walker, who are great college basketball players, not great, but solid, like Hoggard and Malik Hall, and to not – inject more I, you watch the first half yesterday uh, with Booker and you're like and he disappears in the second half because he doesn't get minutes I I don't understand it and another thing that I'm noticing with this team that when they push it and play up-tempo basketball like when they beat Illinois 88-80 I think they're so much better I think their athletes and their team fit that more than half-court hoops and, you know, and that's one of the problems is when they're not a great rebounding team. So they got out rebounded yesterday. When they can't rebound, it's hard to run. You know, and uh, that's been a problem for them all all season. The games where they rebound well enough, they can run. And um, yeah, you're right because they are. I mean, AJ Hogard on the break. That you know, Aikens on the break. Those guys. That's that's where they're at their best. And obviously, that's where Cohen Carr makes his best impact. Um, you know, and, and the problem with Carr right now is that he is a fairly limited player in terms of he doesn't really shoot much, you know, isn't going to create anything off the dribble for you. And so 
while he's valuable and I think you, he can be an impact player, you, he has to be in there with the right lineups. And, and, and that lineup is not having two big men in there who don't give you those things, right? I mean, it, it doesn't work. And, and if they want to play him at the three, that's okay, but it needs to be with Malik Hall or Booker in the game, two guys who give you a little offense. And I think those are just the, I mean, those are the mistakes they made. And, and you know, Beeline said it on the the Big Ten uh, postgame broadcast, the idea of playing two bigs and the MSU had gone that way. And Izzo struggled with that at times over the years, I think, when he's had teams that haven't reached their potential. Um, I go back to the 2017-18 team that was a 30-win team, Miles Bridges' sophomore year, Jaron Jackson's on that team, but they never quite seemed to hum along like they should have at times. And part of that was they had a couple injuries to big men the year before, so they came back, and they just had too many of them. And they moved Bridges to the wing. He was better at the four in college. And it just, it was, it never, it just never quite worked. And and I think, you know, Izzo likes to defend and rebound in there, but um, the offense uh, yesterday needed to be a priority. And it, it, it was costly because you're right, now they're in a spot where, you know, to be safe, they've probably got to win two more games yep. total between now and the end of the Big Ten tournament. And, you know, they, they've got, uh, you know, a Northwestern team at home that, that they should beat. If they, but they should be, you know, you thought Iowa and Ohio State. They've got Indiana that's a wounded bad team, but that's still at Assembly Hall, final game of the year. And, and then you got the Big Ten tournament. They'll play on Thursday now for sure. So, you know, you'll face an opponent. You should beat there. And they've just got to win. they got to win two or do something at Mackey Arena, which is unlikely. Uh, Izzo's frustration when you have a preseason number four team in America, not just the Big Ten, we're talking in the country, a team that the offseason said this might be the year with the influx of youth, with the returning veterans, with the depth that this might be Izzo's coveted second national championship, and now you're a bad game away from being on the bubble and possibly ending that NCAA tourney streak. What, what do you think's going through Izzo's mind right now? Yeah, it's um, well, it's a good question. I, I think they know they they messed up with not bringing in another big. You know, they know that, that at this point they thought they were good. they thought Booker was like a little further along. They knew he wasn't quite ready to you know take over early, but they thought he was a little further along. They thought they didn't know Kohler was going to get hurt. They thought Cooper would take another step and, and Sissoko would be a little bit better. I think they thought they'd be okay at the five. And and that ultimately is the story of this season. If you took, you know, with, with they they are a flawed roster, but the other four guys are really good college basketball players. And if you put Xavier Tillman, for example, with those other four guys, you're one of the contenders to win a national title. You know, and so that, that it's the five spot that, that that really let them down. But what was just weird about yesterday is, you know, if it, when he starts Booker and then it goes pretty well. They've got a 10-point lead when Booker goes out for good. If he just comes back in the game for five minutes of those final 15 minutes and they find a way to win, the conversation today is completely different. It's that now they've got this this weapon in their tool bag that's a, a little different, that, that gives them a chance to elevate who they are and, and what can happen now. Like, the whole conversation is different. Instead, it's, you know, all I'm hearing is, you know, does Izzo even recognize – who should be on the floor and, and those sort of things. And that's, you know, obviously coaches see lots of things that, that, that fans and media don't. Um, but yesterday seemed pretty obvious and there's nothing more insulting 
to somebody who covers the team, or more importantly, to people who follow and care about the team, then coaches acting like they know more than you and doing things that don't make sense. And that's what yesterday felt like, and I think that's why a lot of people are bothered. And the one lingering question that's out there compared to previous years when it's Jaron Jackson and it's Izzo's timetable on when somebody's ready, and it worked out with Jackson, who was going on to a great NBA career and making a ton of money, uh, but you have the transfer portal, and you have you know, a guy saying, I don't know why I didn't go back in, or you got Carr, and you have Booker, who are highly recruited, who have NBA potential, and I use that uh, word loosely, that you're a head coach now, and the year ends, and they're like, man, I didn't play. Maybe I'm going to look elsewhere, or you got NIL money now. Go ask Michigan about Hunter Dickinson, and him ended up in Kansas. It's and I look at Izzo, and he looks frustrated. And I just the time the game hasn't passed him by. People trying to tell me that I'm like, be quiet, no way. But it's it's a different animal, and it's a delicate balance when he had all those veterans coming back. Because this team, could you imagine if they had Hauser right now? That he'd be the perfect guy they needed. Yep. Perfect. No doubt, and and it, I think what's frustrating. The, the, the fans is that a lot of this sets up really well for Izzo. You know, Michigan's got a basketball problem, and it's bigger than Juwan Howard. It's they don't have an NIL. Uh, you know, they don't have NIL as a great resource. They have problems with transfer admissions in a world with a transfer portal and NIL are driving everything. Michigan basketball is in trouble. Michigan baseball, uh, Michigan State uh, basketball has NIL. That's not going to be a problem. They've got you know a payroll of several million. They've got um, you know. Xavier Booker is well, well compensated, making a lot more than, than Hunter Dickinson did at Michigan. And so they're actually set up to do that well. I mean, if Jaron Jackson played today, I think he would have done a second year in Michigan State because he would have been making a million dollars. And he, he nearly stayed anyway. So I think what's frustrating is it feels like to people that everything is there for Izzo and MSU to really capitalize on this new era, um, including the transfer portal and going to get a big man the NIL capabilities are there because they've got people like Yishpia who really care about hoops and, you know, and, and, and St. Andre and those guys. And, and, and so, and they're just not quite doing it. I do think if Booker sticks around and, and I have no evidence that he won't, he seems like a pretty smart, well-adjusted kid who hasn't shown any uh, sign that he doesn't want to be there or he's unhappy with Izzo. Uh, he's got a chance to be a really special player next year. He's the only, I would say, likely you know first round pick on the roster right now and um and perhaps even likely nba pro but you know they've got you know they've got a chance to be really good again next year and look different and and uh have some interesting pieces and but i think what people have lost a little bit is is a little bit of the face that that is oh can get it done and and will make the moves to get it done i i still think he has his fastball i still think he's um, very capable of, of winning at the highest level, but um, you know he, he sounds stubborn. So even if he's thinking about all these things, that's not coming across. And the finish will be important. Uh, not only Big Ten regular season, but winning at least maybe one game in the conference tournament. Might need to win two if they don't take care of business. Maybe go one and two here uh, in the last three. Graham Couch, opinion maker, Lansing State Journal, Couch in the Rube podcast. Search for that wherever you download podcasts. Graham, always appreciate your honesty, your opinions, and we'll talk soon.
Sounds great. All right, Graham College checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. We do have one final segment straight ahead. Everything huge, 24-7 at net. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four-pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for Flying Ace Craft Spirits. You can chart your own course with small batch American-made whiskeys. And also, they're connected to Folds of Honor here in Michigan, providing four scholarships this year through Flying Ace Craft Spirits to the children of men and women injured or killed in combat. Look for Flying Ace Craft Spirits and that small batch American-made whiskeys in different flavors at local stores or ask for it at your local pub, bar, or restaurant. Flying Ace exists at the intersection of independence and precision. They distill fine spirits for Mavericks, the adventurous, the cunning, and the bold. You can find out more and also order online if you're 21 and up at flyingaspirits.com or look for it in stores all across Michigan or at your local bar, pub, or restaurant. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your deposit for up to $1,500, and you'll get 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show across Michigan is back live, wrapping up a Motor City Monday presented by Impact Power Sports in Rockford. I did just tweet out. Mike Garofalo from the NFL Network. The Lions have agreed to a contract extension with Pro Bowl special teamer Jalen Rees-Maben. Two-year, $7.5 million deal worth a max of $8 million. So solid, cheap move by Holmes as they get set for the free agent market. Now, if you miss any interview, huge opinion, our full show, our podcast, our free just search The Huge Show where you download podcast. Big. Bad. Huge.